0: going on everybody this is drew here i want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of phoenix down this is phoenix down episode number 83.0 we're continuing our year of the bad game this time with the 1992 classic night trap uh this is officially our oldest game we've covered on phoenix down so there you go did you it, it was just like it yeah. It was uh it was originally what, Super Mario RPG? And now it's Night Trap. So today I have with me Matt. Hello friends. And Anthony. Hello. <sighs> so yeah, Night Trap. Um What's our history with this game? I bought it for the podcast. Me too. <laughs> um, I mean,
1: I'm going to guess the same as you, Drew. Like we heard about it because it's kind of a notorious game.
0: Uh, yes, that's exactly I mean, right.
1: <laughs> that's but that but other than that, like having a general idea of what it was,
0: like that's kind of it. Uh, honestly, so I have always, in fact, I didn't never hear about this game until probably do you guys remember when G4 and tech TV first merged together and they made G4 tech TV? Yep. Those like some glory days. Yeah. Uh, they used to have a show on there, uh, that just played pretty much game trailers and obscure games at that. And, uh, okay what was the name of that uh something transmission like midnight transmission or something like that nocturnal transmissions I think that's what it was called and I remember seeing night trap on there and i'd never seen anything like that um sure i've seen f m v games before uh I think the first f m v game I ever played was called sWAT. If you remember SWAT, it was a Police mm-hmm. Quest game. And I want to say it was Police Quest 4 colon SWAT. Um, but yeah. And then of course I saw possibly uh, like small documentaries about violence in video games or how the ESRB came about and stuff like that. And of course everybody mentioned Night Trap. But I've never actually played the game. I've only seen footage of it. I've never actually seen anybody playing it before.
1: Yeah, like, you're talking just the FMV?
0: Yeah, I just saw, like, basically what was the movies. Yeah, me too. And usually just a couple
2: of clips of, like, the, the main girl in the living room, and that was about it.
0: Yeah. For me. The only thing I mainly saw was whenever... The girl in the uh, bathroom gets, you know, the thing wrapped around her neck, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you know what that is. That and the uh, scene, the sing along scene. That's
0: yeah. it. Oh yeah, with the tennis. But,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I remember. Was uh, just the videos and stuff like that, Matt. Uh, do you have more of a history because you own a Sega CD?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean I guess I guess by default I have the most history although I wouldn't have said it's extensive. I'd never played this game before but uh when the Sega CD came out, I I didn't get it day one or anything. I was a child. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got nothing day one. <laughs>
0: um
2: but I but I, I was interested in it and you know I was really big into the Genesis so I I I had the Sega CD. I didn't play a ton of distinct FMV games, but I did play Sewer Shark, which is uh certainly somewhat related to this and that they were I guess the two games that were kind of pitched together as FMV games initially. Um but I had I played a ton of Sewer Shark. It was the pack-in for the Sega CD, so that one i had played a lot of and basically throughout the sega cd life cycle i always kind of wanted to play night trap never did uh and then you know i've continued to kind of have my genesis sega cd 32x combo unit up and running at various points in my life Uh, now that i've moved into my own place it is set up and functional uh so That's the first version that I really had. Uh, Maybe about a year ago, I picked up the combo Sega CD32X version of this uh, to play on that system. So I have that. I had not really touched it. Once I knew we were going to do it this year, I, I made sure that I was ready for it. So my history with this game is really more just that same awareness that you guys had, but with a distinct plan to actually set the system up and play it i guess
0: okay so you are playing on the sega cd i
2: would say i have played on the the sega cd 32x that's not the main way i'm playing this game though because i also picked it up on the vita and it is much much better because it's the 25th anniversary version of it uh there's lots and lots of add-ons and a fair number of ease of use improvements to the game so while i am happy to play the sega cd 32x version as a comparator it is not the version that i have been putting the most of my time into nor nor the one i will go back to play most likely
0: (laughs) so yeah i'm playing on the pc with the 25th anniversary edition anthony vita as well okay so everybody's playing through the game on the twenty fifth anniversary edition,
2: I'd rather, I rather possible to have played it before.
0: Without uh, the I, end
1: of thumbnails, this game is atrociously hard. I I rather rub a fork against my teeth, yeah, than play that fucking game on the original because not being able to see when something is happening in another room.
0: Yep, yeah. like that would drive me insane. That,
1: that's that's unfair. Like the game. This is a weird case where like the game I would say was broken until what, two, three years ago? Like which is beyond me. Like just like how that and I wanna say Oh no, because the C D did have limitations to say like I would say that like that might have been a carryover from the fact that this is originally supposed to be some sort of VHS game. Yeah so like you know the limitations they couldn't be playing videos in those corners um but yeah
2: they could i mean that, that that's true but you would like to hope that they could have put in some kind of like a a flash a, around the box when something yeah. was going yeah that's true it could have provided an indicator of some sort um And so, actually, I've spent most of my time wondering about what it would have been like to play this game when it came out. Focuses around that kind of inability to actually play the game, which now seems absurd. But to be honest, I don't know that it would have been that big of a problem because in the Genesis Sega CD days, I kind of always had a pen and paper there because, because you needed, like, for example, a lot of times you needed to write down codes because there weren't even save states right like you needed to know you needed to write down codes like the back of the instruction booklets coming with note-taking sections like in in this type of a game the way you're removed from the action and actually playing it you're watching it almost to me is 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 a note-taking mode like you're you're watching this thing unfold so you, you take notes while it happens so now i find that idea almost patently absurd but The idea of saying, "All right, camera four at three minutes and fifty-two seconds." Here's when they get. Here's when they update with the code change. That's the kind of thing that I would have thought was a cool. Like I'm, I'm working my way through this game by figuring it out. Almost like missed a little bit. Like you need, you know, it's clearly a trial and error type game in that when it was originally released. And I don't know. I I feel like it is broken, but I feel like the way that I would have played it, it kinda would have been fine.
0: I mean, yeah, but it would definitely have took you a lot longer to finish it.
2: Yeah, that's true. But it, but again, at those days, if you if you bought a game, I mean,
0: you were stuck of, with I it for
2: six it months. Yeah, that's it. If this is my birthday present. I'm I'm not getting too many more birthdays this year.
0: Yep, I'm holding out till Christmas so I can get I don't know Corpse Killer. Yeah, so
1: you know. Speaking of that, I I I thought. I've met, mashed this game up with Double Switch in my head. Um, With the guy with the beanie on that's like, Hey, how uh, did you see you there? Or whatever
0: it was. That guy being Corey Haim? <laughs> is that who that is? <laughs> yes, rest in peace.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's Corey Haim. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, okay, I didn't even... Shit, yep. Yeah. Alright, well. Yes. Corey Ham, <laughs> the other
0: half of the Coreys.
1: Yeah, I know, I know who Corey Haim is, <laughs> but I didn't recognize him with the beanie and glasses and all that stuff.
0: Oh yeah, that's him.
1: Oh shit!
0: So well, uh, apparently he
1: takes the beanie off at some point.
0: Yeah, eventually. Oh yeah. But
1: uh, and yeah, the glasses. I don't know why they put that on him in the first place, but okay.
0: Because it's cool, man. I don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so. How do I go about this? Let's explain exactly what what this game is. So the game is essentially a interactive movie where we're watching a plot unfold. Things are happening while that plot is unfolding and you have to stop them from happening. Essentially, there are intruders that are coming inside of the house that are trying to get the people in the house. And the house is rigged with traps... So you're supposed to trap the guys that way they don't get to the people in the house. Um, but there's some more nuance to it. So uh, I went into this game completely blind. And, as,
2: as story?
0: Yeah. Well, no, I went into it story and gameplay wise. Uh so the first time I booted it up, I was like, "All right, let's just see. Let's see if this game explains anything to me." And so, <laughs> uh, that you get a cutscene at the very beginning. Uh, you are a part of the. It's called Scat. <laughs> uh, it's certainly. It, originally, it was called the Sega Control Attack Team, uh, but they can't do it anymore because it's not on Sega consoles. So it's now the special Special Control Attack Team, uh, and. They are, I guess, special forces that are sent into this area because they there has been a reports that this, at this house that people have been attacked there. And the owners of the house uh, say that nothing's happened. They don't know what happened to those people, but they weren't there or whatever. And so the special force team has came in to basically spy on them. They tapped into the security system, found that the house is completely rigged with traps. On top of that, full surveillance cameras. Um, so we are now able to control their traps as well as view from their camera system. Yeah, and- that's,
2: it's kind of an awkward setup to the game, isn't it? Right? Like you start the game and they're like, oh, by the way, a bunch of people have already gone missing. We've discovered that this house has traps and cameras. We control them now. There's a bunch of new kids coming in. Like that all. Like that's all. Like the premise. Like that's dense. It's not one or. Two. It's like that's a lot of things to have happened in this one house.
1: Yeah. And let's just say this right now: these people are like armed to the teeth, and How they're going to use traps instead of just going in.
0: Yeah, these guys have like, shotguns. We're going to endanger guns. these teenage girls. Yeah we've we've got one of the we've got one of the teenage girls to be on our side so they're gonna be your inside man and don't get anybody killed well don't let them go in the house and just kick down the door guys yeah I mean you've got evidence well, showing that there's traps here
2: yeah got all these commandos put them in the house
0: exactly which they do eventually go in the house but yeah. It's just so. I knew nothing of the story. I thought it was just these weird, goofy-looking putty guys from Power Rangers <laughs> coming to 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 kidnap these people. I didn't realize that these people were vampires. On top of that, I didn't they're realize they're that there the were people. What say it again? I
2: They're the goofiest vampires ever. They
0: are. And then on top of that. I didn't realize that some of the people in the house were also vampires. I I guess I didn't put two and two together there. I uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you know that at first, or
2: at least nothing I've ever seen about the game indicated that. You know, spoiler: the family itself that lives there, I I think, is all part of this. I don't know. Is there a race?
0: The augurs. The augurs. Yeah, they call them the augurs. And well, see, I, I I thought something was up the minute the minute I took over. So you get the cutscene with the commando guys. They're telling you, okay, go. And the first screen is this girl with glowing green eyes staring at me, and I'm just like, what? And I was like, what is this game? I thought I was like, I thought this was just like Home Invaders or something. And then all of a sudden, I didn't know it had a supernatural twist to it. Um, yeah. So. I'm like, okay, something's up with that girl. But I was like, ah, that could be a red herring. So I'm like, whatever. So, um, but yeah, you have to basically go through this entire, it's supposed to be, I guess the entire night, I guess. I don't know. Um, trying to stop the augers from getting these innocent teenagers. Um, And you basically go through what, six screens? I think there's eight. Eight screens? Yeah. Uh, and you, you cycle through these eight screens, which are supposed to be like different rooms of the house. And when you see an auger coming through there, you hit the trap button and it goes through these goofy, like home alone traps. Say Looney Tunes, but yeah, yeah. like the stairs turn into a slide and they fall into a pit. Or the bookshelf whips around
2: and knocks them into you know whatever the hidden area is behind the bookshelf.
0: Yeah, or the bed flips up and throws them <laughs> through a through a hole. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's so cartoony, and the 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 enemies look like morons. They're dressed all in black. They have like these, like black ski masks on. And they waddle around like they literally look like the putties from Power Rangers. (laughs) It's so stupid.
2: Yeah, maybe it's on Wikipedia, but basically it said that they were stuntmen and they were always ready to fall down because of the traps. And because of that, they were always kind of shambling. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: don't even think that was
2: intentional.
1: You're not wrong, like, based on logic, because, like, I'm assuming it's got to be a little bit hard to see. There's multiple traps in some of those rooms. <laughs> and they've recorded a lot of them. And, yeah, you know, what, now that I think about it, those are even funnier because someone actually had to have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this horrible <laughs> torture fest of real people in costumes. Yeah, the making
2: of this would almost be funnier than like the game itself. And, but even that, it like it, it does come off much more comical than obviously it was intended, right? I mean,
1: the the the, the B movie but what, feel. But, is but very I don't know high. if it was I don't know if it was supposed to be the, I think and maybe I'm wrong, um this was originally built for some sort of VHS system. And that never came through. Yeah. Um so I question how it would have been marketed on that, because obviously Sega made some changes when it came to bringing it to Sega CD, because, like like you said, SCAT is supposed to be Sega, um, and it can't be anymore, but it wouldn't have been Sega when it was on the VHS system. Um, wasn't there a CDI version or something like that, or...? I don't remember. Planned. Like, there was supposed to be another version. Yeah. Um, So it's just like. I wonder if that was Sega's edginess kind of, like, pouring through in the marketing. Because I would never say that any of this feels super B movie ish other than just the acting in general.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So. Well, uh, and the shambling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh. It just reminds me of hearing about ALF, the the filming of ALF, uh, because the puppet had to be able to move around. That whole set was, like, six feet off the ground and had a whole (laughs) bunch of trenches in the floor. And people would fall into them if they
0: weren't careful. Man, the 80s were the Wild West of, like, film production, huh? (laughs) Um, yeah, he passed on the uh, guy who played uh,
1: the dad on Alf. Apparently, as soon as they were done filming the last episode, got in his car immediately, got in his car and drove away. <laughs> 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 yep, the eighties were were the wild West. You're you're absolutely correct.
0: So yeah, um, I that that's the that's the craziest thing. So uh, I, I we could talk about this game you know forever, but. I have to mention, because of the 25th anniversary edition, it is so much more fascinating to talk about and hear about the making of this than it is to actually see it. Yeah. Because what I found out through some of the documentaries and interviews, which is fantastic. So if you are a Night Trap fan... Or want to know more about Night Trap. The 25th anniversary edition has it all. I'm talking full on interviews with the people that did it. For you know. the the, I didn't even know this. The guy who did the cinematography for for this game. Went off to do Forrest Gump. And won an award. (laughs) So. There was obviously some talent here. And I don't think anything's particularly bad. I think it's just a it's a bad idea for a game, right? Yeah, it, it, is it? It is it
2: now, or I mean, I would say yes, it is now. But was it then? I mean, it, it is interesting. I, so it's hard for argue me to decide if I think it's a good game or a bad game. But I just kind of feel like it's an interesting experiment. For, you know, when
1: it came out. I'd say it plays better now than it played then. Um, now it's more of a reactionary game.
0: And yeah, I mean, the replay value isn't going to be there, but, um. There's, there is a series of video games that are very well known and highly popular. They're not much now, but Five Nights at Freddy's is essentially this game. Yeah. Um yeah i mean
1: they just put that out in vr not too long ago which uh no thank you Yeah. um and and yeah i mean i think the reactionary stuff is good um I, I think the not being able to see what was happening in other rooms is is one of the biggest problems that this game would have originally had um what's fascinating to me is and i'm I don't know how it was recorded. Like, it, I'm assuming it was to film because of the quality that we have now because of VHS. They were recorded to any sort of tape. Um, I don't think it would look nearly as good. Um The quality of the film, like, that's a ton of work. Holy shit. Yeah. Because they'd have to be filming in one room and filming in the other room because, I mean, it's seamless at times. Um the entering and exiting of the room and, and like it's on a, on a level of like planning this out. That sounds like a nightmare. Okay. Now the augers have to be in this room at this time. Like, I don't know how you like, I know that you could film some of this out of order, but I think a lot of it you had to film in sequential order. And it's what, three hours? And it's like it's three hours of or two or whatever it is. It's 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 however long it is. Um, but it's it, it's like how you calculate man hours if two people were working, if they're both working an eight hour shift, it's sixteen man hours. Right? Yeah. That you have. If you have an hour and a half running and there's multiple videos going on at the same time, it's more than an hour and a half that you filmed. That, to me, is crazy. Yeah. Like, just... Oh, God. The nightmare of it all. The, it really the is the just...
0: editing would be the biggest nightmare. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Like, I don't Someone know how these guys... botches a line? Yeah, these guys pull this off, man. Yeah, botching a line. Or, or maybe, like, the trap. Like, the guy didn't fall right. Or he got caught in the door or something. Man, there is so much that could go wrong that could ruin, like, five different tapes.
2: Yeah. So... Along those lines, when they when they change the color of the code to essentially authorize the traps to work, there's a bunch of random colors that the code that the, the trap codes can be set to. Do you think those are just dubs? There's no reason they would have recorded the video, right? Or do you think they did? Do like six takes for each time that they changed the code color?
0: The code color right. stays the same the entire time, doesn't it? So if I play this no. game, if I play this game and beat it, it's going to be the same color the next time I play it. No, I think it's totally random. Are you sure? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I somehow went by a fact on my second run through, and the codes that they said were correct. All right. Well, then maybe
2: not. That's <laughs> uh, crazy because I, I definitely read one that said we can't give you the we can get, tell you the locations of where they announced the code colors, but we can't give them to you because it'll change. Maybe they maybe they updated that for the 25th anniversary version. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they, yeah, they may have done that. It may have been dubbed over because I I but, don't think yeah. there's much RNG in this game. Weird.
2: But uh, t- to me, I think there's two things that I th- that I would have found really cool playing this in 1992. One is like being able to actually follow them between rooms. Like for some reason, that still actually seemed a little bit cool. It, it would have been nice to have this laid out in more like a I don't know, like a 3D model. Like you could do a VR version of this where you're actually like manipulating a house. That could be kind of cool. But even just in this like really simplistic way of following these people through the house, but it's literally only video, seemed kind of cool to me. And then, a second thing kind of along those lines is just the, the way that you would have had to play this game without kind of knowing the best way through it, and the way that you can miss whole pieces of the story, because I don't know what the maximum concurrent video streams are in the story, but it could be four. It's at least three. That's the max. So there's obviously no way you can get all of the story beats playing it even a couple of times. Yeah, without yeah. You know, without background like that. So,
0: there's always somebody so that, talking in another room somewhere.
2: Yeah, and and they can reveal important information. So it would have been cool back in the day to play this. Like to, to your point, Anthony, about the you know the man-hours and the concurrent streams, like, that was a really cool way to discover the story, I think. Or would have been, again, a more of an experiment, you know, it was something that was actually fun to do over and over again. But just kind of neat for being 25 years
1: ago. Or at now, this point. technology-wise, they couldn't do this at the time, and obviously they couldn't do this because it's based off, of, like, they couldn't do it with a remake because based off an old game, but um, the first Clock Tower game for Super Nintendo... Which never came over but has been translated um the story changes based on what you witness so if they like the idea of the the being able to like you know you miss parts of the story I think that would be interesting to see how that could be done to f- change like the concept of this game it, it, there there's so many possibilities especially based on the the uh anniversary edition um there's a lot of neat concepts that I think done nowadays could be expanded out into something totally new. Um, you're, you're talking about following people into uh, like different rooms and stuff. Um, it wasn't, you didn't never really had to split your attention, but I, I played the a game not too long ago called uh, observation and you control the security cameras in the space station and even though it was all 3D animated, that it was one of the coolest parts, was that I could switch cameras and watch this astronaut move from room to room of the space station in real time. Like, if she's like, I'll meet you there, it took her the amount of time you'd expect for her to go. She, she had to go through all that stuff. It wasn't just that they'd move her model to a certain room. I was like, that's... Fascinating stuff to me. Um, yeah, uh,
2: it, it really plays up almost the voyeuristic part of it, like you're watching this thing unfold. Yeah, more than even just watching a movie.
1: I I thought I was going to hate this game.
0: I, I mean, oh, I, I I didn't hate it. It's I don't know. It's a it's it's a really quick one for me. I, yeah, I won't tell
1: you it's the best game ever, but like I, I legitimately thought I was going to hate this game.
0: I sat down for about three hours and played through this in one sitting kind of thing.
1: Like This was much better than I thought it was going to be. I don't regret my purchase of this.
0: Yeah. I think the the, the backstory and the interviews alone are worth that price. I'm wondering
1: if they have that stuff for, like, Double Switch and um, Corpse Killer.
0: I would really hope so. Are they doing Sewer Shark as well? I would hope that they do Sewer Shark as well. (laughs)
1: Because, um... I've heard mumblings about Sewer Shark, but I don't know if that's just people mumbling that they want Sewer Shark, or if it's actually happening.
0: Yeah. But, I don't know. That's... It's I don't know this this game is is weird. It's just it's such a it's such a product of its time, but at the same time, it's it's fascinating that they were able to pull off something like this. This stuff was filmed in like eighty seven. Yeah,
2: because it took because of all the reworks and the different systems, it took five years to come out.
0: Yeah, so this was, gosh, imagine being an actor in this thing in in. And you know, five years later, forgetting you ever even did it, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm in the news now because I was in a violent video game. When did I do that? That's insane. They say, you know they talked about that too in the interviews, which was you know, Night Trap is known because it was one of the one of the games that was shown along with Mortal Kombat uh at a, you know, Senate hearing saying, Oh, we need to put regulations on video games because our children are seeing this
1: That Andrew Lincoln really shit the bed on his point by like, if you'd just stuck to Mortal Kombat, I think he would have had a good point. And I realize Congress didn't know anything about video games, so he could have literally paraded anything that Sega had done. But, um, and they'd have to take his word for it, but, like, looking back at this... this game, I mean, even at the time, I'm sorry, this game was not scary to anyone, uh, that was... of any mindset. Like, I, I'm, I can't imagine kids being scared of this over... God, even the opening of James Pond, where he roars, is scarier than anything in this fucking game um <laughs> the the fact that this was brought to the senate like is absurd to me because like again mortal combat makes sense yes he rips the spine and skull out of someone i get it but this yeah, really hard to argue. that's not violence <laughs> like this is it even cuts away before anything happens
0: the the reason why is because it's real people that's the reason but then why.
1: Andrew lincoln he, he should have been fighting the movie industry too at the same time, but this was, like he should have just said like the, so that's the thing but I'm saying though he should have been like calling out the movie industry the movie industry you okayed it from the movie industry, we are putting our foot down and saying it's not okay in video games like no like it's not real like uh, it, it, yeah, I mean look the e s r b wasn't a Totally bad thing, um, but it just, it, it, it's a weird thing in hindsight that this, this is a game that was brought up. And Mortal Kombat only got more and more violent. Yeah. And, and, and in that case, it was technically real people too. So, like, again, you did, I and mean, I, I just feel like Night Trap was a, an excuse to bring up the fact that it was Sega. Not. Uh, talk about the violence because all those people are digitized in Mortal Kombat.
2: Yeah, it certainly is fascinating. I mean, this is clearly less violent, but, you know, is it just because of the fact that it's women and the fact that it's, you know, they're in nightgowns and bathing suits? I mean, but, but that's not any different than a slasher movie, so... It, it, but, it really is a bit confounding
1: but unlike a slasher movie there's no blood like not to the, not like not like you know the excessive amount that you get from a slasher movie yeah um the the even the enemies themselves like they you you know like you, you never see them really take anyone because it cuts away you lose
2: yeah like
1: if if you were performing Like, if you were setting up the guys, then, yeah, he maybe had a point. But you're capturing them, and they cut away, they give you shit. Again, like, I want to say that the only reason why it was brought up was because it was something that Sega had exclusively. Mortal Kombat existed on Super Nintendo, but there's no blood, right? There's no way to get blood on the Super Nintendo version. So it's easy for them to point and be like, Mortal Kombat's bad, we had them censored on our system, they'd let it go. Like, But how do you pin that? That's still Mortal Kombat, like you ha- so you have Mortal Kombat on your system. Yes, but look at all the other stuff they're doing. Here's Night Trap. It's also bad. I mean, this was the height of Sega and uh, Nintendo's rivalry. So, I'm not fully surprised that he'd pick a Sega-only product, but what else were you going to pick that was Sega-only?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That proved his point. And that really wasn't anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, clearly it's hard to find anybody today that would agree that this game is violent and it's a problem, right? Like, I think, you know, as we look at this and... 2019, it sounds absurd that you would hold this up as any kind of pinnacle of violence.
1: I I just can't remember who the other, like, the other person sitting next to, like, it was Nintendo, and I want to say some other company, and Sega was the other one, like, defending their work. Like, everybody was, like, like, it was everybody against Sega. Like, that's how we should remember that, because that's how that was presented, was... Video games are violent, this is not okay. These people are immoral. Which is weird because now we live in a totally different time where it would be totally something different <laughs> why it would be brought up of why you shouldn't play a video game.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't What else do we talk about with this game?
1: The the there is an endless mode. That was kind of a neat addition because that I mean they had to build that from scratch, yeah. Um, based off of old clips um, in the anniversary edition. That's true. They did do that, and there's the original like scrapped demo thing too. Like that, there's a that anniversary edition is how anniversary editions of video games should be done.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it's, yeah, it's more it's expensive. Like rep- than- it's more extensive than some dvd or like blu-ray releases of old movies like it feels like i can't believe i'm saying this it feels like a criterion collection yeah it's a lot
0: like rare replay if anybody's ever said yeah. that
1: yeah i mean uh it, yeah i i the only thing that's missing from rare is uh replay, replay blah blah as blah, 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 i have speech impediment problems um is that like the old builds that you could play and stuff. Like, they talk about the original Conqueror, but it would have been nice for them to just be like, yeah, here's some code we had. Because they clearly still have it. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating game, and I I realize now why people wanted it. Because for a long time, looking at it, I'm like, you people are fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, playing it, I'm like, you know what? This is far more fascinating that i thought it would be
0: yeah i'll tell you what let me go at the emails we have two emails maybe they'll spark up some conversations uh first one comes in from dustin it says uh it's titled do something control it says haha what the hell did i just play this game is ridiculous First, let's start with my history of the game. Basically, I knew it was from the whole government forming the ESRB since this game needed an age rating, I guess, but I'm sure you talked about that already. I saw screenshots and thought it looked dumb, plus, I never owned a Sega CD either, so I never gave this game another thought. Not until uh, Retronauts did an episode on it, and it kind of piqued my interest. Uh, that happened right around the same time as Limited Run Games announced Nintendo Switch version. And I remember Nintendo saying this game would never appear on their console. So I figured I'd give it a shot and pick it up. It sat in my backlog for a few months. Then you guys decided you wanted to do a bad game theme. And I thought it would be great choice. And here we are. So starting out, I knew you had to activate traps to catch the augers. But what I didn't know is what color to use. Looking at the hub, I would notice a green line or sometimes yellow or maybe red, but every time I tried those colors, nothing would happen. Ten minutes in, I failed since I didn't catch any. Back on the title screen, I noticed press X for instructions and received a huge hint. All traps start on blue. Well, I wish I knew that right away. A couple of playthroughs later, I'm advancing the story and I even hit the halfway check mark. I decided all the different settings, I tried all the different settings for the game and landed on the 93 version with revamped videos so you could see on the monitor if there was movement in any of the other rooms. It's not foolproof, but it sure helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now I said that I was advancing the story, but let's face it, since there's no penalties for activating traps too early, my gameplay was con- constant switching cameras and mashing the trap button to even notice any story going on. <laughs> That's exactly how I played this game. <laughs> I think that's also a change
2: from the previous versions because on the on the 32x version once you active if you activate a trap too early it locks it out for a little bit. Oh man, that sucks. So, yeah, I I think that they made this game much easier because the color indicator to to let you know when you can activate the trap to actually catch them I feel like is clearer and then also I think that cooldown time if you accidentally trigger it too early is shorter okay so i mean i I think they made the actual playing of this game much easier on the 25th anniversary as well
0: so uh, there's so many augers coming in at different times if you sit and watch the scenes you will fail more than likely after a few more fails i did a skim of fact to get past one tricky trap that has a fail state and find one or two more of the codes but after those I did the rest by myself and finished at 80 out of 100 which isn't bad then I went uh, full fact and did 100 run which didn't add too much except catching Kelly at the end for some reason Uh, the acting in this game is hilarious Meg and Kelly are the standouts for me the party scene with them sinking, I freaking lost it. Meg has a line somewhere saying she wants fast boys and fast boats. Whoa, slow down, Meg. You just got here. <laughs> 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 There's a scene where the Ogs high-five each other, which is kind of funny. And, of course, Kelly being the main character and uh, pleading to control was funny. Uh, also, what's with the Jive talking scat member? Haha. I had to look up a recap video online to fully get the story. I knew what went on, but I didn't know the details. I'm wondering how did Kelly end up with this group of girls? The vampire girl met them at a mall, and most of them seem like close friends, and then there's Kelly carpooling with them. Uh, They arrive towards uh, the evening when it's dark, but have time to go check out the lake and grow impatient with how, uh, how the weekend is not going as planned for some reason. Also, did the parents take a van full of blood to meet the ogs for the delivery? Because holy balls, <laughs> there were a bunch of them attacking the house. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to the ogs and vampires after you catch them? Guns won't even hurt the vampires, but traps get rid of them? Weird. I like this game, the cheesy acting and piecing together the story. I didn't mind it. It only took two hours, so I can't complain. On a side note, after listening to last week's episode, it seems you and Matt aren't on the same page with this year's theme. Matt comes off as wanting to be punished. He wants the worst of the worst. (laughs) He wants the next few games to take the worst spot on his list. He wants to be broken. (laughs) Drew, on the other hand, seems to want to find comedic gems on how horrible they are. I feel like he's not enjoying the games because either they're so bad he can't play them and there's nothing to laugh at, or there's just mediocre, bland games that don't do anything but anything bad, but don't do anything good. And Tony's just here in his element complaining about games, so I'm sure he's loving it. <laughs>
1: Alright, well, it's okay. I don't always give Dustin credit. That one's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it's kind of rough for us to listeners, too. There doesn't seem to be much interest in playing along with these games, so emails are down. There's been some funny episodes listening to the misery you had to go through, but a lot of episodes are just going through the motions. It wouldn't f- I wouldn't feel bad for you if you abandoned the thing, but that's up to you guys. It's your show. If you do continue the thing, maybe throw in Operation Raccoon City in October as a community game. Get some four-player action going on. Also, who has beat the most games and who has quit the most games? Dustin. Um, Operation Raccoon City is not a bad game. No, it's the other one, right? Uh, the the uh, Umbrella Corp. Okay. Is the really bad game. Sure, Operation Raccoon City is not the greatest game in the world, but I don't know. If you're a Resident Evil fan, and, you, and it's been so long since you've played Resident Evil 2, going back to Raccoon City felt awesome.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I can't tell if it's because I had heard so much negative about it, but I I really didn't mind it once I played it. I thought it was you know,
1: maybe maybe a little janky, but still pretty good fun. You're not the only one. Uh, I remember uh, somebody uh, that worked at my college was uh, into that. So, you know, I I don't think that's the bad game. I knew that one
0: of them was bad, yeah, so apparently it's Umbrella Core. Yeah, Umbrella Core... Is a newer game, and it was bad. Uh, Raccoon City had some jank to it, but me, Ken, and Dave played through that entirety, and we even bought the DLCs for it and enjoyed the living crap out of that game. All right, our next pod, uh, next podcast, our next email comes in from uh, Chad. Uh, it says, "I don't know. It's the title is just PD Podcast Night Trap." It says, well, grab your wine, because Night Trap has your cheese. (laughs) This is the most historic game you are playing on Phoenix Down this year, thanks to Douchebag Lieberman. Oh yeah, Joe Lieberman. Uh, I'm sure you all already talked about it on the podcast, but this game and Mortal Kombat were brought before Congress in 1993, and basically birthed the, the ESRB. Mr. Douchebag claimed, despite admitting he never played any portion of the game Night Trap, featured gratuitous violence and promoted sexual aggression towards women. Uh, I was 12 years old during that congressional hearing, and as a kid, I remember how idiotic it seemed. Okay, I'll give the Mortal Kombat, but I'm not against the ESRB at all. Uh, but Night Trap is just such a bad example to wave the banner. Uh, Regardless, I bought the game when it released in 1992 for the Sega CD, and I played quite a bit considering it was one of the earliest AAA full motion video games at the time. Personally, I think the 7th Guest and Sewer Shark before it uh, and Double Switch after it were much better. Either way, uh, at 11 years old, I wanted to see those scantily clad women everyone was talking about. Instead, I got a single lingerie scene that covered more than the Sears catalog and a bunch of dumpy uh, foot soldiers from TMNT (laughs) hobbling around like they just shat their pants. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, how ironic is it that you, the player, are a part of the SCAT team, which apparently stands for, at the time, the Sega Control Attack Team. I think the Anniversary Edition updated Sega to mean special. Additionally, I pity Matt if he's playing on the original Sega CD version because it was so much harder. You have to constantly well, flip through the cameras like a monkey on alpha-metaphines. <laughs> <that'd be> <laughs> Where yeah. the anniversary edition gives you eight thumbnail cameras at the bottom to review actions in real time. Another
2: problem with that is that when there's when you switch to a camera with motion, like it actually takes longer to load it. So you're trying to you're trying to scan all eight of these cameras and they're not quick response, quick and responsive either. So, I mean, it it really is tough to play the original version.
0: So here it says, speaking of which, I did not play this game recently. I still have my original Sega CD version that I promptly bought before retailers pulled it from the shelves. It is stored in the darkest recesses of my basement where it belongs I couldn't bring myself to pay $15 for the Anniversary Edition knowing I wouldn't put more than an hour into it. I did, however, watch one and a half hour Let's Play on YouTube, though. This game certainly didn't get better with age, but damn, is it funny. I dare you all to try and explain to me what happens in this game in a way that is actually understandable. This thing is perfect fodder for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Here's a quick factoid. If you haven't mentioned it already, but this game was actually filmed in 1987 and the director of photography later went on to win an Oscar in 1994, two years after Night Trap's release for Forrest Gump. I've also heard this game has 40 minute documentary floating around somewhere. Wouldn't mind watching that at some point. Till next time, Chad. So thank you for those emails, guys. Um, yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm going, a... I'm going to try okay, to explain the part to to this game.
1: Before we do that, um, I do want to say, uh, you can watch the 49-minute <laughs> and 17-second documentary, uh, Night Trap 25 Years Later, on My Life in Gaming. Um, they are uh, a great channel. They've done a ton of... They're probably one of the best channels for just content-wise. Um, they did one on M2 recently. They do great documentaries. Um, I believe they are the ones that did the Night Trap uh, documentary in the game as well. I can't remember. They sold it separately, and I didn't watch it for this video. But uh, yeah, um, you can watch it on. You can watch one of them online at least. So, all right. Explain it to me, Drew.
0: Okay, so I I kind of hinted on it at the beginning of the show whenever I started talking about it. Um. There's been reports that some girls went to this house that is owned by some rich people. Uh, They never came back from that house. The police investigated. Everything seemed normal. The family seemed normal. Said those girls left and didn't come back. We don't know where they are. So they brought in this special task force who then tapped into the cameras and found that they have traps set up everywhere, and these people are evil. We find out that they're actually vampires because th- the augurs they work they're working with the augurs are. Or, or there it sounds like they're almost afraid of the augurs because they're like we don't want to disturb the augurs we don't want to anger them. Have you played Vampire the Masquerade? No. Mm
1: -hmm. Bloodlines? Sorry? The Bloodlines version? Yeah. Yeah, because there's different type of vampires, and there's like the Nosferatu type that are like monstrous looking, and it feels like that type of thing, like that type of scenario, that like the Augurs are just more monstrous vampires. That's why I kind of took it, but I mean, God knows.
0: Okay. So um they seem to be inviting girls. So they use their daughter as kind of like bait to bring these girls into their house so that they can then drain their blood. Um So they pick up these girls. They come to this house. It's like a lake house or something. And there's like a whole bunch of other people around, like the crazy neighbor guy. Uh, and so we're trying to stop the augers from coming in the house and taking the girls. Uh, but then toward the end, there's a couple of fail states where the family that lives there finally turns on the girls and tries to attack them. Uh, and then when that starts happening, The task force busts in. Uh, They shoot a bunch of the augers, but it doesn't do anything to them. Um, And then you have to trap the family members from attacking the girls. That's it.
1: I mean, and then at the end, I can explain. I the, can explain the story to you. Go ahead. Some guy who's done way too much blow in the 80s heard about a new video game system that uses VHS as the medium and said, I got a bunch of cameras. That guy owes me... If this cinematographer owes me a favor, let's do it.
0: And then they... What wake- do
1: kids like? <laughs> Vampires! Done!
0: And then they wake up from... From filming that night, the next morning, and they're like, what, "What happened? What did we do?" There's a whole bunch of VHS tapes laying around. And he we're passed out it.
1: midday, woke up two days later, and he's already done e- editing all the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, that's all the only thing I could think of.
1: It was the '80s. I mean, my theory—they <laughs> might not talk about it. But my theory still stands. Yeah.
2: I think my favorite piece of bad dialogue is um, fairly early, there's there's the – is it the son, Tony? He's got like a sweater on and he disappears into the right, – he comes
0: out of the wall in the bathroom. He's He's wearing the sunglasses a lot of the time?
2: Yeah, but not in this scene because you see his eyes glow bright green. Yeah. But there's just like <laughs> – it's just this awful. Like as as that little scene ends and he's like stepping back into the wall to disappear into the darkness. He's like, one time I thought we would be together, but now I see that can never be. Just like it horribly, horribly acted, horribly delivered. I just like the fact that he was there as like a killer vampire. Um, I don't know. This just ridiculous.
1: I think that, that I, like I, I, that's that's that was that was it was an emo Facebook post. In 1987.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I I was, I was kind of like, this is a bad early version of Angel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the, the the dad who looks a little bit like Paul Rubens, uh, hams it up a lot. He's he's stupid and very eccentric, and then all the girls act like you know, slasher fodder from any Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, but to get back to also kind of what I want out of these games, I do want the worst games. Like I would be happy if, to find a game that I like
1: worse than Secret Service. Don't worry, we have one coming up in December. God. Yeah, see, Ride to Hell, Ride to Hell is is bad. We right. might get a laugh out of it, but it's bad.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing is, like, I think Dustin is right, is that I enjoy bad games that I can laugh at.
2: Yeah, I, but I was going to say, that's that's also, I think, high, high on the list. It, it's interesting to me the different ways that the games can be bad. And, you know, this is a great example. I mean, this is, I can't imagine a more B-movie type of game than this, The Night Trap. Yeah. it's pretty corny. Like, I was was basically laughing the entire time playing this game, aside from restarting it a bunch. Yeah.
1: I think my... I I think what I was looking for was similar to what Drew was looking for. So bad, it's fun to laugh at. And slowly you realize, like, oh, that's not the case with a lot of stuff. (laughs) Like, I think... in movie
2: form because you're not subjected to the annoying like repetition of yeah broken controls
0: yeah it definitely works way better as as a passive thing than a a thing you have to do like when I'm watching yeah. a bad movie you know that's one thing but if I have to actively sit down and try to it's like work yeah yeah because even if the game's bad
2: enough to be funny, if it's also broken, you know that my being in that mindset where I want to laugh and like, you know, because that, that B movie mindset for me is very clear. Like I'm, I'm, I want to make fun of it as much as I want to see how ridiculous the story is, and have a have a drink or two. Like that's that's a very specific like mental state. And if I have to keep repeating something is broken, I'm 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 somewhat taken out of that mental state pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the reasons why even Batuta is so high on my list is because it was so short. I was able to make fun of it, have a laugh, and then it was done. But if even Batuta was eight hours, I would feel the same way. Like I do with, you know, damnation or something like that. I was like, I don't want to play any more of this. So I don't know. I I, I don't regret doing this theme uh i I think I am the one person that's quit the most games this year um but you uh, know uh, but,
1: sure no I'd say i would i'd be wow. i mean you finished Shenmue. i i put it in an hour <laughs> yeah matt finishes yeah i finished Shenmue in Yeah, but Matt's RJ. also the one we can confirm has finished the most games. Yep. Like you finished Mine Jack, <laughs> that's two. That's, um, I mean I, I put in as much time as possible. Like the only one that I've f- I finished Haze. I finished Bound by Flame. I didn't finish Haze for the podcast, but that was for other reasons. But um, I did finish Haze afterwards. Um.
0: Yeah, I have, I have finished one, two. Three, four, five. I finished five games we've done out of 12. Oh, I
1: definitely didn't finish that many. Um, one, two, three, four. Oh, never Seven. mind. Five. You're right. Six. I had six. So it's you, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I finished Unearthed. Um, I finished Taste The Quiet Man, um, Eat Lead, Duke Nukem Forever, and Battle by Flame.
0: I would have finished Eat Lead but I had that glitch. Yeah. So, I mean, you did finish it before, right? Yes. I've beat Eled before. So I would just count it. Okay. (laughs) So are we ready to do our bad rankings? I actually wrote mine down this time.
1: I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I can tell you where it it sits. Okay. So it's Hayes and number one still found by flame. Night Trap, those are the top three. Okay. Uh,
2: I've got it at four. I've got it on fourth on my list. Yeah. So bound by, by flame, still number one. Duke Nukem Forever, Hayes. And this is where I'm. I'm a little torn. I put Night Trap right above Damnation. I don't know if it'll stay there. Uh, but it's either just above or just below Damnation for me.
0: Gotcha. So I'll go through my entire list because i got it on my phone here. <clears throat> number 12 is... Uh, or number 13 is Sonic. Uh, 12 is Secret Service. 11, Mind Jack. 10, Damnation. 9, The Quiet Man. Uh, 8, Shin Mu. 7, Dark. Uh, 6, Duke Nukem. Uh, 5, even Batuta. Battuta. Uh, four, Night Trap. Three, Eat Lead. Two, Haze. One, Bound by Flame. <laughs> so there you go. So it's,
1: it's in the higher end for all of us. Yeah. Once, yeah, a, once again, because it's short. Um, but... I, I wouldn't even say it's cuz short, I'd say it's because the game is not terrible. Yeah. But I mean, again, we played the remastered version so man.
0: Oh god, if, that... if I had to play if I had to only play the Sega CD version, I would hate this game.
2: Yeah, it was terrible. I I I only put maybe an a, a little over an hour into it, an hour and a half maybe. And then I switched over and started up the the 25th anniversary edition. It, the original's just too hard.
1: Yeah. So. I still can't believe that you two have, uh, you, you two prefer Bound by Flame over Haze, but I, I realize that's probably just the type of game you prefer.
0: But, yeah. I
1: actually really like Haze, and, I, and
2: not, I put a third on my list.
0: Yeah, I like Haze too, but I, I feel like <sighs> Haze got bland at parts while I was never, never bored with Bound by Flame. That yeah, intersection is in so bad for me, sorry,
1: was that oh the intersection in the the swamp i, I lost oh, yeah. myself so many times in that I do think that game got better as
2: it went, which is is certainly for me better than the opposite. I'd rather a game continues to get better
1: yeah I, I mean,
2: as, as I gelled more and more with the combat and the skills like. I just found that game more and more fun to play, and also probably the environments, because you're right, I, I
1: like the beginning environment the least. I, I just hated the um, the ending more than anything. I just, at the ending, I went, oh, that, boo.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Hayes left it open for a freaking sequel, so. That's
1: fine, but I mean, it also it also finished the story in my opinion, like, it didn't need it, it it, it was open for a sequel, but it was also not, like, demanding a sequel to finish the story,
0: yeah
1: right, The, the power that was, or the person that was, or the people that were, um you know, rebelling against the forces got power, and power corrupts, that's it, and and this, this drug like you know was that what this combat was for? Like, you know, I thought it all f- fed into each other pretty well. I-, I realize that's my type of story, though, because I really love Far Cry too. So I love all that shitty commentary on war and stuff. <laughs> you can know that maybe some people hate, but I like that type of thing. So that might be why. And like, at Bound by Flame, I was hoping that there'd be some sort of epic conclusion. And to me, the ending just kind of went flat but I mean that's that's a nothing statement because I think both of those games are honestly probably don't belong on this in this year I, I they they I would say are above average not amazingly above average but like you know way better than people give them credit for yeah
2: yeah for, for me I mean Hayes I I would say it's a fine game but it's still just marred with that that disappointment, because I think kind of like you, I really like the concept of the game. I just didn't feel like the execution delivered on on that. So I, I almost feel like Haze will be a better game if and when a sequel or a movie or something else comes out, because the, the concept was there. I just didn't do enough with it. If there was more to it, somehow, I don't know how, because... I, I don't know that you need a sequel. Uh, like I can tell kind of you really? right now
1: that the game could lose an hour and be and be better for it. No, oh, absolutely. But yeah, the fact that you play more in the second half without the nectar, that kind of is like, oh,
0: yeah. That's that's the problem. Is like the nectar stuff, which is the most you know interesting stuff in that game, only lasted probably about three hours tops, and the rest of the rest of the other five hours is like fighting against people with it. And I'm like, well, you remove the cool thing about your game a little bit less than halfway through it. So, I don't know.
2: It needed to go more psychological for me. Less shooty. Yeah.
0: But that's it. That's Night Trap. So, on to... More bad stuff.
1: Terminator Salvation. Terminator
0: Salvation is next. You um, know what
1: makes this game sound great? That someone compared it to Mind Jack.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. That bad game wiki said it's a lot like Mindjack, where you can die and lose twenty minutes of progress. Yep. And guess what I'm doing? I'm going to go for the Platinum Trophy in this game. I think everybody goes for the Platinum Trophy in this game. Uh And that's because you can get the Platinum just by playing through it on hard.
1: Well, it looks like I'm playing through on hard.
0: There's no Platinum
1: Trophy, but because um, I'm playing on Xbox, but still.
0: You can thousand point it, then. I, uh...
2: I'm nervous. I'm not even sure I'm going to play through it on hard because I've, you know, as for my history, I've played this game before. It is a bit painful. Great. i mean like
1: <laughs> You know what? To get through it. I can answer why I'm here. Because I like hearing Drew have, like, hesitation and pain in his voice. Great. <laughs> that brings me joy. Yep. Does that make me a piece of shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that it brings me
0: joy. Well, I do it to myself, so whatever. Mm-hmm. I have only me to blame. But yeah, if you'd like to follow us all on Twitter, I'm at DML Fury, Matt is at REMGS, and Anthony is at Intersect. The podcast itself is at CTGD Phoenix Down. You can send us an email it's drew at ZTGD.com. You can email us about Terminator Salvation. If anybody's actually playing along with us, I doubt it though. Also, fun fact if you can find a not, a a new copy of Terminator Salvation on PS3, you have yourself a $50 game. Because, holy crap, I looked up Terminator Salvation on eBay. And it took me like 10 minutes to finally find something that was like less than
1: $10. I went to a local game store and I think I got it for free with the purchase of another $5 game. Oh.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you did, so.
1: Oh, you know what? It was buy three, get two free. So I bought three $5 games and got two free, so.
0: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Terminator Salvation is next. Oh man. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up, cause we're gonna be doing some rapid fire stuff. So, next week will be the beginning and end of Terminator Salvation. The week after that will be the beginning and end of Call of Juarez, the cartel. So, we're gonna be rapid firing these games yeah. off. We got, we got our schedule, man. Let's see here. Where's that picture? I, I I took a picture of your picture. So I could, so I could keep it from my records. We got Terminator, Call of Juarez. Perfect weapon after that. Two human after uh, that. Yes. Uh, Aliens Colonial Marines after that. Deadly Permonition for four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That, that Night Trap. You trapping. will want to <laughs> do it once
1: you get in there, Drew.
0: Uh and then a way out, Gene Rain oh. and then Ride oh. to Hell to to Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.
1: <laughs> oh god. I that might be a week and then you just not do anything ever again. Yeah. You just quit playing video games. <laughs> Red couple over the holidays.
0: Yeah.
2: They
1: so, have sex with clothes on in the game. Yes they do. And it's not even off-screen to hide the clothes. They just fuck in their clothes.
0: So, um, Matt, I, I know it's early, but we've talked about it, and I just want to go ahead and do maybe an agreement on next year's theme is we go back to clearing our backlog. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Yeah. So, we're probably going to play a lot of good games because it's games that we purchased, that we haven't finished, or in my case, started. That we want to play. Yeah, games yeah. that we actually want to play. And I sent you my list of everything I own. So. so, get excited, everybody. Chad especially. Because next year, Matt and I are going to play through and complete The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt.
1: Oh my god. So there's the whole year.
0: (laughs) Say it again, Matt. So it's been a long time coming. Yes. Holy crap. I am so ready to be done with The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I want to finish it. I want to do the DLCs as well. When does the show premiere? Do you know? Uh, This year? It's this year, yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to do it then, but... Uh, we could very well... Do th- that could be the first game we do. If you want. I may hold
2: off on the TV show until we finish The Witcher 3. Why? Incentive? I don't know.
0: Okay. That's, that's totally up to you. Um, or maybe watch it gearing up for The Witcher 3. But... There you go. Uh, because Witcher 3 is supposed to happen after... This TV show, the TV show is based on the Last Wish, right? And that's like the first story. I thought. I thought the Last Wish was the book of short stories. It's one of them, right? Maybe
1: I'm not that's entirely cool. sure.
0: I know all the books happen before the games. Yeah. So. But yeah, well, well, we'll work out that when it comes closer to time. But yeah. Witcher Three is going to be one of them on my list. Red Dead Redemption Two, another one on my list. God of War. Matt, have you finished God of War? Uh, I have not. Okay. I picked so I, yeah, I'll leave it there for now. I have not. Okay, I made it a decent amount way in through it. The only question is, is like I've made progress in a lot of these games. I made a lot of progress in Witcher Three. Kind of don't want to start over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think this is just going to be a weird... Next year is just going to be a weird year of us saying, so I made it like halfway through this game, never finished it, let's just talk about it kind of thing.
2: Yeah, cover the first half in an episode and then move on?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that might be the best course of action because I, I've put probably 30 hours into The Witcher 3 and I'm not going to do that again. So, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll that, figure it. Out. So. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, another one, I, Matt. I think you did finish Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: I did, and I would love to play it again and, and check out the DLC.
0: You sure? Because that's one game I have. I I, I, I became adult Aloy and then stopped. Yeah, that, that's yeah. So
1: I'd join you for that one. Okay. Because I I did not I have not started it and I've wanted to play it.
0: Okay, well there you go.
1: I won't join you for much of next year probably because like like you said you're going to be finishing up stuff. But if there's something that you start because you've wanted to play it, well, I, I'll I definitely keep you in loop, join, Anthony, and I, yeah. let you know what we're going. Well, be I'll doing. be listening,
0: <laughs> be listening if I'm not on. So oh, true. But that's uh that's our plan. So uh, we'll be doing a lot of new games, uh, or maybe games that came out. You know five years at the most a while ago kind of thing so but yeah get ready for that but uh that's going to be it for us i appreciate everybody listening thank you for those emails i know it's been kind of barren the past uh well this whole year as far as emails go uh and i know that a lot of people maybe this year was kind of bad for the listeners too because you know like i they don't want to listen to us gripe about a game, but it's something I I wanted to do for some reason. (laughs) I'm glutton for punishment. I guess so. But yeah, that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Anthony. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back with the beginning and end. Maybe. Maybe. If I can actually beat this game of Terminator Salvation.